We interrupt your uh, Diamondbacks broadcast to bring you some Arizona Cardinal podcast goodness. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, the PHNX Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. A couple remote bros today uh, as the Arizona Cardinals continue, Bo Brock, to lick their wounds following yesterday's disappointing 20-10 to loss at Seattle. The team falls to 1-6. and And like it or not, if you're Jonathan Gannon, everything turns to a certain franchise quarterback. Can he alleviate any of this concern with this offense pending a return for Kyler Murray? I guess that's where we start today on a Monday. Yeah, it's tough, right? As we start to transition from beating up on a defense that wasn't able to get off the field to an offense that hasn't performed for a couple of weeks. So it's if it's not one thing, it's another for this team. But that's what you're dealing with when there's such a talent disparity uh, in a re- with a rebuilt roster, a roster that's you know at the beginning of a rebuild. So it's uh, it's concerning. We heard from Jonathan Gannon today, Johnny, and uh, there are a couple nuggets out of the press conference. Um, one, you know, the Keytrail Clark situation didn't find himself onto the playing field, and everybody kind of saw leading up to the game. He he landed on the on the injury report earlier last week with uh, with and was limited in practice. And then there were reports that he wasn't feeling great, but Jonathan Gannon said, no, he was healthy. So we'll have to see what the sixth-round rookie out of Louisville, if he's just falling out of favor, or Starling Thomas has just outplayed him in in Marco Wilson. So it's one thing to follow. And then the debut of Garrett Williams. Let's talk about something positive. The debut of Garrett Williams looks even better when you look at the the uh, next-level analytics and statistics. Should I just match my co-host here? Should we go twinsies on a on a Monday? And a couple Southwest bias bros. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean there are a lot of positives, but here's here's the issue at hand: is I always knew at some point the defense was going to figure it out because their head coach is a defensive savant, right? We knew Nick Rallis, highly touted, Jonathan Gannon, kicking ass and taking names in, in Philadelphia. Like I think anybody that understands football and personnel and philosophy knew that the Cardinals were losing games with their defense struggling because of personnel, right? And so as their personnel got better, you get Buda Baker back, Garrett Williams plays, Zayvon Collins is ascending. We're going to talk about that later on. Like the arrow is trending up. Easy to see why. Shit, give this team a ton of assets and draft capital this spring. Like I expect the defense to continue to get better. The issue now offensively is Drew Petzing has has basically laid an egg for for three straight games with, with Joshua Dobbs. And it can be twofold. It can be, well, Joshua Dobbs is regressing, can't overcome the injury to James Conner, or it can be, you know, J- you know, Drew Petzing's left a little bit on the bone, left a little bit to be desired offensively. So I, I do feel like the defense, very similar. When you hire a defensive head coach, you have to get the quarterback right. And that's what has is really going to take over the next two to three months of this regular season into this <clears throat> offseason. It's going to dictate everything. If if you're Andy Reid, fair or not, you can go get an Alex Smith. You can trust that he knows what he's doing offensively. You can never trust that with Cliff Kingsbury, but a proven offensive head coach, get the quarterback right. Defensively, or a neutral head coach, not specialized like a John Harbaugh who's a special teams coach or a Mike Tomlin, you got to make sure you're, you're set at the position. And that's why, again, I got a piece coming out later this week on, on PHNX Sports about this. That's why the rest of this season has to be about clarity with Kyler Murray clarity at the quarterback situation because like this offseason we're gonna have a blast there's gonna be so many moving parts this roster is gonna be unrecognizable but man oh man we'll remember Sundays like this 20 to 10 offense inept can't complete passes and it's like what are they gonna do at quarterback so that I mean the push comes to shove this Kyler Murray clock it's ticking we got to see K1 on the field I know that they get a good sense of it in practice but trial mm-hmm. by fire if he's cleared and he's healthy and he's ready to go I, I get it. Baltimore is elite. You know, Cleveland's got a great defense. But man, at the end of the day, I, I don't know how many more weeks we can watch this offensively. I'll say two. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a ceiling on it too. Yeah. Max two, and then Atlanta. That's got to be the date that, uh, without a shadow of doubt, like you got to put them back out there. You got to deploy Kyler Murray at the latest, right? And you know, Cleveland. It doesn't seem like the best, most conducive spot for a player to come back from injury go out there play on that on that grass play against miles garrett potentially a week from uh sunday so yeah it it, it's really gonna be and and then when you're looking at it like week 10 and you've got a bye week mixed in there so what you've got seven seven games of kyler murray to figure it out 
And, and I'm curious, like we're talking a lot in hypotheticals here. We talked yesterday a lot about it as well as like, you know, how Kyler Murray can impact, you know, where they stand right now with their own pick second overall. If they're staring down second overall in the off season, do they pivot? Do they move to a guy like Drake may in the can, can kind of piggyback on that? Like, could that potentially cause a rift? Like, because we've everything we've seen, like Jonathan Gannon is all in on Kyler Murray. He really likes Kyler Murray. Monty Osport clearly has a type as far as what type of quarterback he likes. You know, do you think that there could be uh, kind of something that could shake this unified front between Monty Osport and Jonathan Gannon as far as his thoughts on the franchise quarterback? It's a great question. And I, again, I don't want to give too much away from what I recorded that's going to debut later this week, but it dives into this and it basically. Okay. It is you. You have to re- remove the emotion out of it, because like we know definitively, Bo Gannon and Kyler Murray are bros. They have been connected over these last six to eight months. They've been on the same page. They're like-minded. But to your point that you always make is that Gannon can be your biggest, best supporter, but you got to go out there and prove it on the field. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Gannon, fair or not, was not here. Monty Ford was not here in 2021 when Kyler Murray was an MVP candidate. You know, I think similar situation, not apples to oranges. I mean, Carson Wentz was a phenomenal talent in Philadelphia. He had a major injury. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Kyler Murray has ingratiated himself, and that's why I think it's going to end up better than Kyler Murray. But what happened in Philadelphia? They drafted somebody else, and and in part because cheaper, healthier, younger option. I think it's very much going to be where are the Cardinals picking? Can Kyler Murray vault them? out of the top three. Like we're going to talk draft today and draft positioning and, and it's, it sucks, but it's great at the same time. Marvin Harrison Jr. Be a fantastic addition. Kyler Murray's goal, just like Jonathan Gannon's to get up out of that scenario. Mm-hmm. You think Kyler Murray wants to be in a position December, January where this team's got a top three pick because I'm going to tell you right now, everything is going to be labeled when not if the Cardinals will move off Kyler Murray. What's going to go what's going to go on? Oh, you got Monty Austin Ford in Chapel Hill at UNC's Pro Day. What's happening there? <laughs> you got to leave no doubt. Fair or not, if he comes back against Atlanta, what is that? Is that 7 games? Is that 8 games to empty the clip for lack of a better term and get mm-hmm. this team 3 wins? I think you and I talked about it in the post game yesterday. 3 wins probably get you out of the Drake May Caleb Williams sweepstakes and it's unfair. Kyler Murray starts this season with this team and he's healthy. <laughs> They're at like three or four wins now. They're, we're not even talking about this. Right. This is not 2022's draft with Kenny Pickett and just a bunch of busts in 2021. This is a generational quarterback class. You don't think like Austin Ford to turn his back on that and completely dismiss it like this would be going against everything that we love about him. You got to be able yeah. to keep your options open. If they finish this season, and, and they're in a position to draft one of these two quarterbacks, like I'm going to need to be convinced that they won't do it. I wouldn't do it. I love Kyler Murray, but cheap rookie quarterback, generational 6'4", Drake May or Caleb Williams, the, ne- the next greatest thing since Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence. Like, I, I Here's the last thing I'm going to say about this because it's, because it's very touch and go. And it's like, that's why this season is so dynamic is we've got layers to it now. Like a one in six team has never had this many layers and as we're approaching November. Monty Austin Ford will sit down with Jonathan Gannon and say, okay, hypothetically, we keep Kyler Murray. What happens if Kyler Murray gets hurt next year and we pass on two guys? Then it becomes a situation where if you're talking to Michael Bidwell and you're not winning games, you don't have an out clause. Oh, well, Drake May is a rookie. Eh, We don't need to win games this year. We're good. We're developing them on the fly. You have expectations, and and rightfully so, bring back Kyler Murray with a $52 million cap hit next year. So – you got to you got to decide right now in these next 10 plus games, 11 plus games, is he ready to go? Can he play for us? Great, let's move forward or we we need to reevaluate. Well, I don't think anybody's organization is going to accept two straight years of losing like this. Like I, I think that they'll, they'll raise their own expectations. I think they're falling short of their own expectations even now. Um, but you know, I I think that you know what what that looks like, right? If they move forward with Kyler Murray, most likely it's like. Kyler Murray, you come and you, you tr- maybe bring back Joshua Dobbs to compete for your backup spot. And you, you hope that Clayton Toon just outright wins it, right? And with a little yeah. bit more seasoning, he's his backup going forward. And you've got a really dirt cheap contract for the next three seasons after this year with Clayton Toon. And, and that's a good scenario. 
let's play BetMGM odds maker right now. As we stand right now, as Kyler Murray's yeah. all he's done is return to practice, and we're going to preview whether or not Baltimore, like, is is that possible? Is there any chance that he comes back? But I want to talk more about what are the odds as of right now, as of, of October 23rd, 2023, that Kyler Murray is the starting quarterback for this organization beyond 2023. You're asking me that? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they're going to win another game until he comes back. And then you're going to ask him to put on the Superman cape. Like, I don't mean to give this a bunch of preamble bullshit. We talked <laughs> about this for six months this offseason. You could not envision a worse scenario. You couldn't make him come and save the day again. There come is a worse scenario. There this, is a worse one. What's a worse scenario? They Well, one, if they move forward with Colt McCoy. And then two, if they were winless. If they didn't have any wins right, and they're staring true. down a Fair winless enough. season. We're... Okay. we're one win, one and eight. If he comes back against Atlanta and they're one and eight, I'm not rooting right. for that. But I'm like, look at the teams they play. If they're one and eight, and he comes back and he's got he's got eight games to to figure it out. I I would say I hope Kyler Murray can win them f- at least four of those games. Chicago, Houston. There's some there's some winnable games on there. But I, Bo, I'm gonna go fifty fifty, man. Wow. Because it, because right now with the state of this roster, like this offense. And I, I, I'm going to go in on Drew Petzing a little bit later on in the show. Is so run dependent, and they have failed this regime right now with not like you got to have the car tuned up for Kyler Murray or Joshua Dobbs. Car's missing a couple wheels right now because you dicked around and you didn't add a running back. <laughs> this this offense right now, go look at San Francisco. Even when they lose Christian McCaffrey, they got somebody else that can be a 20 to 25 guy you know, per carry. They do the same thing with Mike McDaniel. They do the same thing in, in uh, Green Bay um, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like, that's what the Cardinals' offense is. That's not disputable. They're running the Shanahan offense on first and second down. You mm-hmm. came into the season with James Conner, knowing his history, and and d- decided not to add talent at running back, knowing Kyler Murray was not going to be ready for the season. That was completely irresponsible. So now you're in a scenario in which Dobbs and an undrafted free agent starting at running back for you. Kyler has to come back to save the day in the draft position. And we don't know what the status is of James Conner. I think uh, defensively, again, Gannon's, Gannon's running the show. I feel good about that. It's 50-50 right now if they can put up points the rest of this year, given what, what I've seen on the table after seven games. Man, I think 50-50... That, that's, that's way too much of a coin flip scenario where I think... You know, obviously with, with you know his name signed on the dotted line as far as the $230.5 million contract and as far as what he's done and the goodwill he's kind of earned throughout this rehab process and just getting to know Jonathan Gannon and what we've seen from Kyler Murray before you know the injury. I know that he was he was playing his worst ball of his career, but before that, I mean, this was a two-time Pro Bowler. This is the offensive rookie of the year. I mean, there's enough tape out there that's to, to get you excited about moving forward with him at the position, I, I'm going to go way off of that. I, I think it's more like 80-20. Like, I, I really do. I, I don't think. I hope I think, you're right. I, I just, I, f- I feel like this is kind of when we're, like, was it after the Giants loss, after they kind of uh, collapsed in the second half, and I had to kind of talk you off the ledge and tell you that this was going to be a team that wasn't going to go winless in 2023, and, and you just weren't willing to admit that, at least that part to be true. Um, I feel like this 50-50, man, I mean that that is just way too large of odds to say that he's on going to get a one way ticket out of town. Okay, so they won four games last year with more talent and worse coaching. This year they have less talent, better coaching. The mm-hmm. second hardest schedule remaining, they have one win. So like I, I I think right now because you and I are on the same page, I feel like, and you can speak for yourself on this. Like yeah, I I it's hard for me to envision a scenario in which they do not take one of the two quarterbacks if they're picking one, two, and I love Marvin Harrison jr. I would do that. But if they're picking one, two, I would envision Marvin Harrison goes three to somebody else. The Cardinals will take Caleb Williams or, or Drake may that's, that's kind of the sense I'm getting from people in the, in the know that they wanted to work with Kyler Murray to your point. It's a non-issue if Kyler Murray comes back and wins them games, but it's also asking a lot. Kyler. Hey, this, this state of this team is, the second worst in the NFL right now. Can you get us a couple dubs and push us out of this? Otherwise, you're going to get replaced. I mean, it's, it's an unprecedented situation. A guy signs a contract, 
tears his ACL, the franchise implodes, everybody's fired, new people are involved, and he comes back midseason the next year. Like that to me, it's completely unheard of. And that's why everybody needs to be open minded of the cold, hard reality of cheap, expendable, dispendable quarterbacks to come in and, and take over. Because again, at the end of the day, you want to be saddled with the guy that, that you drafted, you signed, you extended, whatever. And the, the moment that they commit to Kyler Murray is the moment that their, their careers are inter, interwoven with his. Yeah. So they have to have irreplaceable, irre, irre, irredisputable proof that Kyler yeah. Murray is the guy to lead this team. I mean, if they're, I, I know Britton Golden on our post game show yesterday put it well. Like, if Kyler Murray balls out, and they could still lose games. I think that they, there's a very small chance of that happening. Like if Kyle Murray is putting up three to four touchdowns a game, like they're going to win games, right? But you said it. If it's if it's Josh Dobbs esque, then then we're going to have a problem, especially at fifty two right. million dollars. Well, I think that that's where it makes the decision easy, right? If he comes back and in this offense can't move the football, it can't score points, can't even muster up a field goal in the second half of a game, and they're averaging, you know, I think at four point two points. Per second half, if they're just if they're uh, just allergic to points in the second half mm-hmm. of games, and, and they're not turning, you know, three turnovers, and the, they turned them into three points yesterday, Johnny. If if that's the offense, the same under Kyler Murray, if it's the status quo, then your decision becomes easier. But I think he's going to make it a lot tougher, right? And yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing was if if he kind of creates a, a little bit of indifference, right? If, if it's like, oh well, he played good this week, and then the next week he wasn't. He wasn't that great, and it's this uneven performance, which is very realistic. I mean, learning a new offense, do, do completely different style of football, a more under center, more run heavy, uh, a lot different concepts than what he's been used to just his entire football career, and then coming off of this injury. I mean, there's there's so many variables that go into it that can you know deter him from being the guy that we know he can be. And a seven game stretch, just like Deshaun Watson, I think there were still a ton of question marks. You know, just in the sample size from him coming back last year after missing the time he did, different reasons, right? Um, but I think that it, that that would be that would be worst case scenario. Where it's like where the jury's still out on this. You hope that Kyler Murray comes back and at least shows you, okay, we're okay at this at this position, and we can get real creative with what we're gonna do with our height with our draft capital this year. Like we can we can either we can stick with him, we can move forward. You know, it matches up with what we saw during the rehab process ever since Monty Austin Ford stepped in the door, ever since Jonathan Gannon stepped in the door. I think they like they really like him. I think that he's got their attention and and he's got it in the right way. And now all he has to do is back it up with his play. And that's why I take it off way, way off the 50 50. And I trend it way in the favor of Kyler Murray staying uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. And it's it's just barring catastrophic play on the field or or. Dobbs as backup caliber quarterback play on the field that would that would keep him uh, or that would send him out of the desert. I mean, see that's where you and I you and I are going to disagree because I I think it's all about wins and losses and that's completely unfair. But if you're so, in a position, so Monty Osifor, Jonathan Gannon, the Cardinals organization this season is punning on you know a season where they're basically. Uh, judged by wins and losses, but one guy is, they're going to judge Kyler Murray off it. I, that seems say, a little bit unfair. I'm not saying, I'm not telling you it's fair. I'm telling you that's, in my opinion, that's the reality of the situation, given the, 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 the quarterback class in 2024. If, if this was any other year, I would say Mulligan, do what you got to do. Doesn't matter. Let's see some positives, right? Jimmy Garoppolo asked when he got traded to the Niners, remember he went five and oh, but, and they, and they built around him, right? I, to me, it, if, Drake May and Caleb Williams weren't in this class, and it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. Like, we're not even talking about this. We're not having this conversation. Caleb Williams and Drake May. Who gives you the best chance to win in 2024 of the three guys? Let's just take well, those three guys. Of course, Kyler Murray does. Of one guy Kyler just Murray lost does. to a one, one win Virginia. He couldn't elevate North Carolina's I, talent. I, I, I mean, you have told talk me about talent disparity. Every I time mean, we have to eat a big shit sandwich with this rebuild, you have said <laughs> the rebuild is not for the faint of heart. Taking a quarterback is is on par with with the rebuild because you're setting yourself up for five plus years of cheap labor to bolster this roster. And Kyler Murray's got a fifty two million dollar price who tag. Else are they, here's the difference though: who else are they paying? Like what? Who who who's well, I mean, in like I mean, who's in, who's close to an extension on this team? 
Are you telling me right now that this team is in a position not to spend in free agency? Not to go out and add add I mean, pieces up front on both on both they lines will, of scrimmage? But, I mean, we we saw with Chicago, it's like you couldn't even you couldn't spend it. Like they were picking well, up if you they were picking up wisely, lens tabs at the bar and they couldn't they couldn't you know, <laughs> reach got, that number. I mean, it's it's the don't act like the rookie quarterback wage scale is not the effing cheat code in the NFL when you hit sure. on a guy. Like that Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl based on that. Jalen Hurts went to a Super Bowl based on that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, his first Super Bowl. Like, that's what you want to do. You want to be able to go out and spend and do what you got to do. Trade future draft picks for star players. Go get a Tyreek Hill to support Tua. You know, maybe trade for a Justin Jefferson down the line if he gets irritable in, in Minnesota. Like, that's what that allows you to do. If if you, you have to be 100% convicted in your thought process, Kyler mm-hmm. Murray's coming back, $52 million. That's your one that we can build around him and and put him uh, put a you have to be able to put a super bowl contending team on the field cuz that's the goal right now. It's not to make a wild card or once every 10 years win the NFC West and put a, a faux banner up at State Farm Stadium. It's to win this franchise a Super Bowl. So you better have an outline, a plan in place of how you're going to do that with Kyler Murray making 52 million dollars. And if you've got a plan that you believe in, hell yeah, execute on that. But what I'm saying is the margin for error cranks up and I know he oh, eliminates yeah. a ton of stuff on Sunday, but you got you got to hit on all your picks, which Steve Kime did not. And the money that you do have, you got to go out and not sign, you know, the Darius Fillons of the world and 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 Jordan Phillips. <laughs> Jordan Phillips. You got to you got to go out. The, the Darius Fillon too. He never played a snap for this team. And then you got to right. go out and you got to find the next Kazir White and the next Will Hernandez. So it is not a problem that I envy because I'm a, I like. I would keep Kyler Murray because he's the greatest homegrown franchise quarterback this team has ever had. I'm just trying to respectfully and responsibly prepare you and our audience (laughs) for very difficult conversations that are being had behind the scenes, especially if we fast forward to January and this team has a top two to three pick. It's going to be very uncomfortable. If they're out of it, great. What you're setting up, what you're setting up, and is is you're preparing and i don't think a lot of people have the benefit like you're, you're it's just the people that read the books for the red wedding like that's exactly like what, the, the shock like if they if they if, if kyler murray comes back and he's 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 just like a, a you know he plays well right and and then but they they don't win football games like Monty, why do that, you have your chain link armor on right now i thought we were eating dinner together <laughs> he's a killer oh, no, so Jonathan. i've been traded to cleveland oh no <laughs> I've got to go to Washington tomorrow. What? That's right. that's the red wedding. And that's another variable too. It's just like you have to make damn sure that he's not the guy. Because like like I said, they're not gonna have the ability to spend all that cap space. Like right. and, and he's still gonna be he's still going to impact the cap in 2024. Like whether it's the 46.1 million that's in dead cape cap space or the 50 million that counts against the cap in his first year of his his huge extension that he signed $230.5 million. Um, but like, and to my point, like who are you going, who's go, who's spending money on? Like, where's all this money going? Like there's I no in-house pre- extensions. I think, that's I think you just like, they could have spent money on guys to help this team this year. To You're get not extending Marco Wilson. You're not extending like Zayvon Collins. Even if you pick up his fifth year right. option no, and, and you go to negotiating, like who's going to make a ton of money off of this team. I don't see I, anybody right now. I mean that that plays into it. Like, sure, it, Kyler Murray gives them the best chance in 2024 correct, to, correct. to win. To right, and and like if you're gonna pivot off of him, then you're asking ownership for one more year. Because what have we seen from this rookie class? Where you know Carolina, they they trade a haul to get up to number one, and they haven't won a football game. Um, and you know Scott Fritter is probably gonna have his ass fired this year after that move. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean as far as like the the betting on a rookie quarterback and having the pressure of, of winning in that season, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not that great. Like CJ Stroud has shown like he can elevate a roster a little bit, but like the, the last, what was the last rookie to do that? Just take emotion out of it. And you're Monty Austin Ford okay. and you're Drew Petsy and you have a type at quarterback mm-hmm. and say, okay, you can spend a premium pick on a blue chip quarterback that comes around every five seven years and he's exactly your type and he's Mm -hmm. cheap and he buys you more time or you can go with the guy in-house that's more expensive that's been hurt but is incredibly dynamic it's a roll of the dice on what you're going to get 
it's an impossible, in my opinion, it's an impossible decision that they're going to have to make if they're put in that position. I just don't so see gonna- it as that impossible. I, you know, I look at the success that Philly's had and I look at the skill set from Jalen Hurts and I, you know, Kyler Murray, I think is, is a more talented passer just naturally. I gifted, agree with that. Right. I think what Hurts has done and what, what, where Hurts has the edges is, is competitiveness, is his leadership. And I don't think Kyler Murray is that far off as far as the com- competitiveness, if not uh, right on par. I think Jonathan Gannon saw that play out in Philadelphia. I think Drew Petzing is very aware of what Hurts does and how he, you know, his his athleticism, his skill set, the conflict it does for a defense, and they're very attracted to it. And you know, you know, Philly was willing to pay Hurts that big number, and he's going to make more than Kyler Murray once his extension kicks in. You know, I they they understand the market value of a quarterback, and if they just feel like they have the guy in house, it's not going to matter that there's a blue chip quarterback out there. Like there, this roster and going forward is in a really good spot to 100%. deal with the with the cap hit that Kyler Murray has going forward. Where listen, you know, it, Kyler, you know, Steve Kime was not he wasn't equipped to deal with that. It was just going to be kicking a can down the road, and it was just going to be mediocrity to below average play in, in roster building. Uh, we're attempt. on the same page. They got mm-hmm. they got to win games, and he's got to sh- show some positive signs here, November and December. We believe we're, he's going to do that. So I'm going to bring up the schedule here, Bo. Because let's let's play a little hypothetical scenario, hypothetical hero here from Kyler Murray, hero ball. So Cardinals are one in six right now. They just dropped uh, their sixth game of the year at Seattle. So let's just you and I assume that Kyler Murray doesn't play against Baltimore this weekend. Still a chance, I'm being told. And then obviously not going to play against Cleveland. So hypothetically, he plays against the Atlanta Falcons on November 12th. Get your tickets now, game time app. This is going to be a hot ticket. <laughs> Eight games left. Theoretically, you got to you got to get to probably four wins to jump out of the top two. I think we feel pretty good about that because the Cardinals, even if they tied a team uh, with the same record, their strength the schedule is so damn hard they will not have the tiebreaker. So I, I think four wins get you to at least the third pick, Marvin Harrison, fourth pick, Joe Alt, the kid from Penn State, Jared Verse, whatever you want to do, but not the quarterback. We're trying to get away from the QBs. If Kyler Murray stay away from us. So, hypothetically, you're looking at this schedule. How many more wins starting on November 12th for this team? Kyler Murray on <laughs> Don't laugh. I mean, this is serious. Look, this it's, is serious shit. it's tough. I understand that. Especially, like, to uh, a lot of people saying in the chat, you know, just a depleted roster overall, right? Yeah. Um, but I think week 10, immediately at home, just the just the vibes will be immaculate in, in State Farm Stadium. And uh, you see... Atlanta's not like world beaters by any stretch, right? I think that those four games right there, you realistically could get two wins. Don't you think? I mean, whether it's Atlanta, whether it's Houston, whether it's uh, LA, or whether it's uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, you know, I, I know they're figuring out a little bit on offense, but, and, and that defense is ferocious. But I think that those are, those are win, winnable football games, all four of them. But with the roster in the state right now, like, you know what, what's realistic for this team? I think they could pull two of those games out, and they, they would be a three-win team by the end of that four-game stretch with the Bears uh, looming on on Christmas Eve. I'm with you. I think they get to four wins, and I think that this is a, a moot point come January. And I think they have the press conference. And so, they will, say, you, will you change your fifty-fifty right now? For, no, for the if audience? you're asking me right now, <laughs> I would say that they I'll lean on the side of the fifty to fifty-one percent that he's their quarterback, but. Like I am telling you right now, I feel confident if 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 shit goes down and they win three or less games, they're we're sitting here in January and they've got three wins. Like start get booking your ticket to Chapel Hill and Southern California, USC's campus. Like we're gonna send Bo to all those pro days. You know he's gonna be there. Monty Ford is gonna be there. That I'm just. Does anybody think that that's not gonna happen? Nobody can tell me with a straight face right now on this podcast if this team ends up with a top two pick that that's not going to happen. But you're telling you're telling our audience right now that you're just taking a coin, flipping it in the air like the opening kickoff. Taking a look. Oh, I love this. Moving off Kyler Murray, almost on par with my children. They have won five <laughs> games in the last almost thirty attempts, and you want me to go out there and and pick them to win a bunch of games in the second half of the season? I gotta see it. Because you know what I'm looking at right now? An offensive offensive line that's ass on the left side, a front seven that has no quality defensive tackles, and an offensive coordinator that's starting to show cracks in the foundation. Like, 
Nobody will be more happier than me. I'll do cartwheels if they win four or five games in the second <laughs> half of the season. I, like, can we, can we call a spade a spade here? They haven't done a lot of winning in the past two years. So I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, that's a win, and that's a win, and that's a win. Flip the coin, if, Johnny. Tell me what it comes up. Are they keeping them or are they getting rid of them? What does it say keep, right now? They're going to they're gonna keep them. God damn you. Uh, all right, listen. What is a lot it? A lot of stuff's going on. Diamondbacks are trying to close it out. You absolutely love to see that. I hope you, you guys live bet the Diamondbacks uh, like I did, Moneyline. Um, I didn't live bet them today, though. I live bet them the other day. Uh, and it it cashed out. Uh, I did some dabbling with our friends at DraftKings, Bill Brock. Um, you know what a boost is? A betting boost by chance? It's when you make a bet, and then they give you a, a little boost in the old plus minus there. Uh, boosted odds makes you more money. They do that. It's like Christmas morning. Uh, and I'm going to help you out right now because I'm Johnny Santa. Bonus code PHNX <laughs> is going to get you $200 in bonus bucks instantly. Five bucks. PHNX, promo code, $200 in bonus bets instantly. No better place. DraftKings, go get $200 in bonus bets. Put a five spot on there. Then boost your odds. Hell yeah, because it looks like right now we are poised. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to tell you right now, here's something you can't jinx. It's a call to action. Get in. I'm talking about the best two words in sports. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but I can't say it yet. <laughs> okay. I can't All say right. it yet because I, I immediately get fired if something happened poorly. Uh, use that bonus code PHNX. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's pro- bonus code PHNX on DraftKings, a special official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problems. Uh, gambling problem? Call 888-789-7777 or visit CCP. G.org. Play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensed partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus uh, age, uh, various by jurisdiction. Bet bets, uh, bonus bets expire 168 hours after they issue. Producer Jacob broke into a sweat when I said the best two words in sports, but of course I meant opening night. And that's the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night. It's opening night. They tip off the season against the Golden State Warriors and your. Spot to watch Phoenix Suns games for 70 tilts in contests throughout the season is Arizona's family. It's your new TV home for the Phoenix Suns. 70-plus games right in your living room. Thanks to our friends over at Arizona Family 3 TV and Arizona Family Sports. Do not miss any of the action. All you need are those rabbit ears, those bunny ears, those antennas, All many options available at local retailers, online, indoor, outdoor varieties, and one for every price point. With an antenna over the air, use Channel 3. Of course, you can use channel 3.5 or channel 44 here in the Phoenix area. If you have Cox Cable, you can tune into channel 13. If you can't support your Phoenix Suns courtside, do it couchside wherever you live in Arizona. Visit azfamily.com. Click Suns Games for listing information in your area. Great resource to help you find the Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. Can't wait to see our boys and gals, Lindsey Smith, Espo, Saul, You've got, uh, of course, Flex and Gerald. Can't wait to hear them break down, preview this season tomorrow here on PHNX Sports as well. I love you all in the chat saying it's one of my worst takes of all time. Johnny, you don't know what you're (laughs) talking about. Listen, that's why this this podcast is for everybody, man. Speak your piece. Talk to to us about what you believe could happen, what will happen with the Arizona Cardinals. Jalen Blair, $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Friend of the program. Uh, If it's hey, if... It's hey K one's got to come in here and win X amount of games to keep his job. And it's and it's not hey we like you and we want you here. Then they need to move on. I I think they feel good about if Kyler Murray is their quarterback in twenty twenty four. But if they have an opportunity to take a, a guy in the top two next year, I, I just I don't know what you what you do in that scenario if if you're Austin Ford and Gannon. Other than like Gannon, respectfully. Took this job, wasn't offered another job. Interviewed with Houston, right? It's not It's not like he got to pick his quarterback, although he he said he was excited about Kyler Murray. I believe him. Austin Ford got this job after the Cardinals got turned down by the executive in Chicago, right? Wasn't poised Blessing to get another job. right there. It was, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, if, if people are acting, will they pick this job because of the options at quarterback? I think they took the job because they were excited to take the job. And then mm-hmm. they were going to let the chips fall where they may. Like, 
they were ready to to you know ingratiate Isaiah Simmons, and then Isaiah Simmons wasn't bought in, so they shipped his ass out of here, right? You know, I I just think that believe what they what they do, not what they say, right? And we they talked to us about DeAndre Hopkins all offseason. That what yeah, happened? but they, they the, cut his the Simmons stuff was different. You know, it, yeah. it really was. I mean, he still didn't show like where he could make his impact on down to down basis, like for on a, any given Sunday. Like we're Kyler Murray, you know. He can impact the game. You absolutely know that. You you know that you he's a, Johnny. You know he's a franchise caliber quarterback. You I hundred percent right? do. But that that's not the question though. The question is health and the price mm-hmm. tag. That's right. it. That's it. if you're getting Kyler Murray, uh, you know he's hundred percent healthy moving forward. And, and you don't know that with the two college kids. And Kyler was healthy in college. You also have to you like Monty is a is a very level headed guy, and he he's always going like risk versus you know the reward and weighing the options as far sure. as is it worth it right and, and there's a lot of risk in in moving off of a guy who's established himself in this league before and sure there's right. you could call it red flags or you can just call it you know <clears throat> question marks that questions remaining i guess with the quarterback position kyler murray but like there are far more questions i think you could make the case for with a, with a college prospect quarterback i mean just than kyler murray Drake May just lost to Virginia. Like, I'm, and I don't, I don't love Drake May. You guys know that. Like, Drake May bust, maybe a bust. I'm, I'm not into him. I'm not into Caleb Williams right now either. Like, mm-hmm. I, my preference is to keep drop Kyler back Murray. to back games. Yeah, right. I, I think Kyler Murray next year is is way better than either of those individuals. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate as it relates to what. Like, guys, if if you finish a season and you have the first or second pick. And there are elite blue chip court. When's the last time in NFL history that it's happened where a team said, we're going to pass on an elite QB prospect, not a marginal first round QB prospect, but an elite quarterback prospect and keep the guy in house that, by the way, was drafted and signed by another regime. It doesn't happen, <laughs> but it never happens. If this, if Kyle was drafted by Austin like Ford and extended by Austin Ford, it doesn't, we don't have to have this conversation. <laughs> Just put out all the facts. If yeah. they finish with the top two pick, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. Chris Ramos has a fact right here. Johnny has posters of Caleb Williams and Drake May. It's confirmed. It's up in your office. Just show them. Just move your camera. Let's see them, Johnny. I don't, but I do have this copy of um, Ghostbusters on VHS. It's almost <laughs> the same thing. Uh, but no, I have I have a Boba Fett poster I'm looking at. It's almost Drake May. He wishes. Drake May wishes he was Boba Fett. But no, I mean. I, I want this team to win games so we don't have to talk about these quarterbacks. I would much rather welcome Joe Alt or Marvin Harrison Jr. as a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Well, I'd I saw like, it in the chat. It might have been Arizona Animal or Jim Blair. I can't remember <clears throat> way earlier. I mean, it's just as far as you you pivot off the quarterback and it's like you get, you know, in the your your future at that position probably right. projects. It might project better than Kyler Murray. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say so, right? Uh, but maybe Caleb Williams. But do you get where do you get better on your roster? And it, you don't get you don't. But like, that speaks to the the rebuild mindset that you've talked about for how many shows? Where I'm pissed off. Where's Kareem Hunt to take the baton? You said no, we can't give Kareem Hunt two million dollars. This is a rebuild, Johnny. This is a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Okay, then that's a that's a rebuild move. Your season sucks. You've torn it down to the studs, and you've got the first or second pick in the draft. You know what an NFL franchise does? They fucking take a quarterback. That's but they usually don't have an in-house time. option. They usually don't have an in-house option. Very. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why this the majority of those cases that yeah, that, yeah, that that's that's it's a situation that really kind of changes things. Um, uh, but Jur is asking me a question. Answer this, yeah. Johnny. Uh, your hypothetical only works if Kyler doesn't win a single game. So you think he isn't going to win when he comes back? I I think my situation is he's got to win enough games to put them out of position to take Caleb Williams or Drake May. And we've established we feel like three games is, was enough to do it. It's not fair to Kyler Murray. And maybe there's a small percentage where he's got like a two to one, three to one touchdown interception ratio. His 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 completion percentage is 68 to 70. And this defense falls off and they're giving up 30 points a game. And then they're just like, don't, we're not even gonna sweat it. He's our guy. We're gonna trade the pick. I guess that's possible, but mm-hmm. I have I actually think the defense is gonna play better as the season goes on. They get more players back, they're buying into Gannon. and I think they feel more comfortable. It I, I hate putting it like this, Bo. It really is all on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has to force the issue. It's like it's like if you're you're part of an organization and they get bought outright and you've got a performance review before Christmas and you got to sell X amount of products 
because your leadership's coming in whether or not they're going to invest in you long term. Like your contract's going to get review, renewed or you're, or you're, yeah. you're done. So you better get on the phones and start selling. Like that's why I'm sure Kyler Murray would love to play against the Ravens or would love yeah. to play potentially against PJ Walker and the Cleveland Browns. You see Gardner Minshew go for four touchdowns. I can do that against the Cleveland Browns. If I'm Kyler Murray, and we know this to be true, I'm trying to get back because Josh Dobbs, God love him, Mm -hmm. we've we've hit a ceiling. We've gone, our head has gone through the ceiling and it's not pretty. The house is on fire. No, our head, we're in the hospital because we hit our head on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and uh, we could have a concussion. You know, I mean, look, get poor Kyler Murray a cup of coffee because coffee's for closers in the sales game. You know, he's going to close this <laughs> thing right. out. Absolutely. Right. I wanted to, he's going to sell a lady in white gloves, catch a popsicle. That's what he's mm-hmm. going to do. That's the type of salesman he is on the field. So he's just got to prove it. He absolutely does. And and we've got to figure out, you know, when that's going to happen. And you know, the, it, it makes things a little bit more challenging. You know, if he comes back in week 10 and looks like, you know, all signs are pointing to week 10, uh, against the Atlanta Falcons at home, more so than week eight against the Baltimore Ravens, even though he's going to push as hard as he can this week and the three opportunities he's getting on the practice field. And then, you know, I'm sure he's going to push, you know, against Cleveland, where it just seems like Cleveland just doesn't seem like the best scenario for Kyler Murray to get out there. But I agree with you, you know, what you said about the defense. Like with, with Buda Baker in this lineup, this defense has given up 20 points per game. They gave up 20 to Washington, and, and that was a product of the offense putting them on a short field. I thought the defense had their best performance probably the entire season in week one against Washington, and Buda Baker was in there. And then they played really well, I think, against Seattle yesterday. Uh, Buda Baker just happened to be back in the lineup. And, and the two performances where they've really had you know outlier performances, Buda Baker's been in there. He's a difference maker, and, and I like yeah. you know, as long as he can stay healthy – this defense trending in the right direction. I really like what I saw from uh, from Garrett Williams too. You know, he was targeted four times. He only gave up two completions. He got the pick. Uh, you know, he had two solo tackles. It, you know, his two tackles weren't you know combined tackles. They were he, he was uh, you know kind of an, on an island. He took down ball carriers. Let's just do a quick congrats to the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks forcing a game oh. seven in the uh, National League Championship Series. Hell yeah, check out uh, PHNX D-backs after our show wraps up. I'm with you. I'm going to tell you right now, this this defense is so starved for talent, but they're over they're already overachieving in in my mind. I know we had a couple we had a couple hiccups against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Second half against some teams has not been good. That was the first time since early this season where it's like second half adjustments, the Cardinals got better, giving up two field goals against a team that really I thought was lucky to have as many points as they did with the will he did he score a touchdown from Geno Smith Bobo? Um, so again, like no concerns about this. Def- like, can you imagine this defense add a couple premium picks on the defensive line, get a cornerback one, spend some money in free agency? Like, like to me, like this is going to be a unit, and I'm not overreacting to one game. Like, it's clear you add players of quality to Gannon's situation to Gannon's base, and they produce. Like, go ask the Denver Broncos. I know they won yesterday. Like. They felt like they've got a great stable of defenders in Denver. And look what Vance Joseph, they butchered. It's like, you butchered my boy. They butchered the personnel. I never right. have to worry with defensive personnel um, about Jonathan Gannon and misusing them. And that brings us to trending up, trending down, because it's highlighted. Let's start. I'm going to start with trending up this week, if we could, because okay. I want to talk about an individual on trending up that I've kind of poo-pooed a little bit, Bob Brock. And let me pull it up here. Uh, Johnny's trending up. There it is. All right. So I'm going to talk about Kyler Murray in a second. Let's talk about Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins has gotten better each of the last five weeks. I put it on Twitter. His PFF rating, you guys ready for this? As it relates to his production. And I was saying, oh, I'm not so sure. Things are, are kind of hit and miss with Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins went from week three, 51, week four, 52, week five, 65, this is a full-time player. This is not a part-time player. Week 671, week 7 yesterday, 86.8 with a pass rush grade over 80. And he's on pace for eight and a half sacks this year. That could go up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, the one of the most welcome developments for this team is if Zayvon Collins becomes just a good starter. That fifth-year option picked up, nice extension one day. The, the Cardinals, I don't think it's a coincidence. Obviously, Buda Baker playing helped elevate this team. Zayvon Collins, what he did against the run yesterday, I think number 25 has turned the corner as a as a 
not a pass rusher specialist as an every down defensive end because he's got Jonathan Gannon, Nick Ross coaching him. So he, he's my number one trending up this week. I'm fired up for him. Uh, and again, seven weeks and he's, and he's looking like right now the best edge rusher, at least statistically on the team. How about Garrett Williams? You touched on him earlier. It's great to see 21 in a Cardinal uniform snatching up interceptions. Uh, we talked about Keytrail Clark potentially trending down, not playing at all on defense. I mean, is that a testament to the depth now they had led by Garrett Williams? I mean, Garrett Williams is going to be put into a defensive back school. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Jonathan Gannon. I mean, th- this kid, if, if, if anything is to give us an indication, his interception yesterday, turning around and snatching that interception wasn't right to him. It wasn't the Kazir White drop it in the middle of his gut and, and not run, not run with it. Really excited with what I've seen. And again, young players. And then one of my highest trending ups this week, I do think Kyler Murray is trending up by default. Joshua Dobbs does not look good. People are wanting Kyler Murray to come back. He had a phenomenal week of practice last week. He is trending up. Let's get him on the field. Let's see what he can do because people are excited to see him in this offense because there are plays to be made that Josh Dobbs is not making. So Kyler Murray trending up for me this week. I hope he plays this weekend. Yeah, and Garrett Williams, I mean, primarily played the slot, right? 22 of his 26 snaps were in the slot. He played three snaps in the box, and then you had one outside corner. Like Maybe we'll start to see him play a little of that position with JT trending in the right direction um, and and poised to return. He wasn't placed on IR, so like you would imagine he's going to be coming back well before what would have been four weeks that kept him out of the lineup. So you know, could Garrett Williams really help this team play some outside corner because that's where they've yeah. gotten poor, poor performances across the board. Uh, let's take a look at where I'm trending up on this Arizona Cardinals team. Johnny, are you going to pull this one up for me? Amari Demarcado. Uh, I liked what I saw from him. I mean, obviously, it's not the game-changing back that you get from James Conner, but he's filled in admirably as, as he's, he got the full kind of uh, line share of the carries yesterday and averaged 4.5 yards per carry uh, toting the rock. He had 75 yards from the line of scrimmage, and that's all you can ask for from an undrafted rookie free agent. I really like what I saw from Amari Dermacato. Uh, trending is continuing to trend uh, up is Dennis Gardeck, five tackles, two hurries and a fumble recovery. Another day at the office for Gardeck, the barbarian love to <laughs> see it, uh, how he's performed this season, made the play, like, the f- hurries on, coming off the edge and then recovering that fumble on teams. I mean, the guy's doing it all for you. Like, can you name another edge rusher that plays a huge role on special teams for any other NFL roster? I don't think None. can. that's why Dennis Gardeck is back trending up. For me, and then Buda Baker, as I pointed out just before, I mean, this defense has just given up and allowing 20 points per game with Buda Baker in the lineup, giving up over 28, 28 and a half with Buda Baker out of the lineup. That's why this uh, Buda Baker is trending up. Had a solid return to it. You know, PFF, not exactly going to be a PFF darling, but, you know, he made his impact and his impact was known just by how well the defense played and how, how they were able to kind of keep the those those gaudy pass numbers down, receiving numbers down, from the from the Seahawks receivers and, and Geno Smith throwing the throwing the football. I mean, the Cardinals, their pass rush to me, it's a, mo- a modern miracle. They're they're top ten in the NFL, and they're doing it with guys that a lot of us thought were, were afterthoughts and castoffs and and conversion guys. Zayvon Collins playing inside backer now. He's rushing the passer guard deck. I would have cut him in the spring. He's been a super productive player uh, again. Like that, you just I know it's tough right now in a one a six season, but Bo, with things you've outlined, it's you can see where you start to infuse some talent. You can get really excited. Before we get on to trending down, I want to remind everybody right now, uh, Gila River Resorts and Casinos uh, is one of our newest partners here, and we're so fired up to welcome them. Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casino. We had an opportunity to tour their sports book just uh, last week. It is first class phenomenal. Absolutely fantastic. The people there are fantastic. Plus, how about this deal? A thousand, excuse me, a million dollars big red showdown at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass, among other locations. Sign up, Gila River Resorts and Casinos, one million. Stay in the game and get rewards easy. Play fun for games online for a chance to win one million dollars in cash. Weekly pickums up to a thousand dollars in free bonus play every single week. They've got monthly drawings. How about this one? Upcoming November 5th and December 3rd for Cardinal Games, tickets, memorabilia. Big Cardinal supporters is Gila River. And again, you can win up to $100,000 in cash. 
got to be 21 years and older. Visit Gila River, uh, Gila Million Dollar Showdown.com to get in on the action for more information. Gila River Resorts and Casinos, all they have to offer, offer head to play at Gila.com. One thing we don't know about Kyler Murray when he's going to return, but we do know when he returns, the sneaker game, his cleat game is going to be tight. He's got some great signature shoes out there. Just dropped his one-of-one shoes out there. If you're into sneaks, if you're into the kicks, check out Soul Savvy. They've been around since 2018. Their mission has always been and stayed the same, to get sneakers into the hands of people who love them the most. Soul Savvy is a sneaker community that operates in Canada, U.S., and U.K. Three memberships got a couple different options here. You can do the basic, which is free. You can do the mobile plus, which is 12 bucks a month and the premium, which is $33 a month. The premium membership includes mobile plus features that you don't want to miss out on. You know, the casual sneaker buyers, the basic version, the mobile plus is kind of for the sneakerhead who's always on the go. And then the premium is just the sicko, right? The sneakerhead of all sneakerheads who's tired of, you know, paying resale and find your, you know, what you're looking for as far as your sneakers, your kicks. We love Soul Savvy. Get in on it. It's a brand new partnership that we're excited about. Sign up at Soul Savvy by visiting Soul Savvy, S O L E Savvy, S A V Y dot com slash all city or by downloading the drops by Soul Savvy app. Diamondbacks moving on. We're moving on to trending down. And again, these are these are guys that I'm not super high on right now with this franchise. Again, we're seven weeks in. I won't be too critical, but I will be today. Trending down for the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, I think it's time to part ways with number 86. I, I, Zach Ertz, to me, pivotal drop yesterday. He's had multiple drops this year that have cost the Cardinals not only in the win-loss column, but for our friends in Vegas, taking the Cardinals spread. I mean, it just... His, his drop yesterday, yeah, pick up your quarterback. And at the end of the day, when you're making eight figures and you're one of the highest-paid players on the team, like you're you're being outproduced by by Trey McBride. So I I'm disappointed in Zach, but again, he's over 30. I think you know if you can get, a, I would almost almost take a fifth or a sixth rounder at this point. I know Buffalo lost the tight end today. He's the one guy I really think this team should and maybe will make available. I'll try to dig more information up in the coming weeks. But they use so much damn two tight end bow that they might hang on to him just a little bit longer uh, as they await Kyler Murray's return. So I don't want to, they started, they started uh, getting Elijah Higgins, some snaps for the first time. I saw that career. So, uh, I mean, obviously he didn't like the face mask that he got called for on teams, but he he did get some offensive snaps. Uh, But this is a tough one because he's he's such a likable guy. Uh, What he really does in the locker room has been so important since he came here. Uh, He's been a big supporter and proponent of of Kyler Murray and, and, you kind of were hoping that he could hold out and get back on track for when K1 returned and just haven't seen it this season, unfortunately, outside of the touchdown reception. And, and I can't deny, you know, direction that he's trending uh, with your list here. It's like same thing with Colt McCoy. It's like love Colt McCoy, the person he's been a stalwart, great ambassador for the Cardinal franchise. But I mean, when it goes, it goes fast. And and for Ertz, he came back uh, quickly after the ACL. I commend him for that, but he just, you can't drop passes, can't drop touchdown passes. Drew Petzing, um, rough go of it. And again, like I think a big part of that is my number three is the run game. But like I put that on Drew Petzing, I put that on this organization. Like you want to be in the run big, game. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, th- <laughs> this run game, the Mercado, your boy had what 13 carries yesterday. That tells yeah. me that they they don't feel comfortable giving him 20 to 25 touches. This this offense needs a bell cow. And when James Conner leaves and you don't have a bell cow, somebody that can take hold of the offense and say, no, Josh Dobbs, you don't need to throw 33 times a game in a in a one-possession game. I, I get it. If the Cardinals were down like 27-0, if it was the San Francisco game late, and you have to throw, this is a one-possession game. You should have dominated on the ground. You were running the ball effectively. They do not have the belief that anybody on this roster right now can touch the ball 20 to 25 times. That's their fault. You want to run this kind of offense, you got to have the personnel to do it. And I, I just don't like that, you know, if DeMarcado is averaging over almost five yards a carry, then Drew Petzing, give him the football. Like, I don't want to see Joshua Dobbs throwing on second down. Like, the, you you needed to get ultra conservative. Joshua Dobbs now, put the kid gloves back on. Like, what we saw in San Francisco, that's that's over. Like, I, I don't know where that player went. I'm a big Joshua Dobbs fan. I think he's a great backup. But we've, we've exceeded our net worth here with Joshua Dobbs. Like, there's nothing to rinse out of that paper towel anymore. Like, this is it. He, he is getting worse. So your number one thing to make a quarterback's job easier, emphasize the run game. DeMarcado, yeah. Keontae Ingram, Damian Williams off the street should have had a c- combined like 30 to 35 touches yesterday. Rondell Moore mixing and matching. 
got away from the run game, disappointed in Drew Petsy. No, he knows better because I saw it with James Conner. But if you're going to sit here and tell me, well, we don't have James Conner, then everybody's at fault for not going out and signing a back. Kareem Hunt's going to start in Cleveland this week. Oh, you man. You want to bet me that yeah. he gets 20 to 25 touches? Down I bet he does. Two, RB, two starting running backs. I mean, it took Chubb going down and then Jerome Ford to going down for him to get that opportunity. We'll see how he does, right? We'll see how he does. I disagree with that. I, 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 I You can't knock the run game with the, you know, the committee that they had going into this and, and the performance that you've seen from two weeks – the, the last two weeks from them, like they haven't been like game changers, but I think that they've been, they've done well enough to where this offense should be operating a lot better than it has. And it's not on the run game. Let's see where I'm trending down. Uh, and, and I'm looking at primarily in the pass pro uh, situation here. When I talk about the right side of the offensive line, I've loved this side of the line for the, for this entire season. I love the, the bromance, the, the buddy cop duo between Will Hernandez and, and Paris Johnson Jr. Who just had Kind of a rough day up in Seattle. They just had a, a rough day where you saw that this, you know, they gave up combined seven pressures and a sack that one falls and a penalty, you know, a sack and a penalty on the shoulders of Paris Johnson Jr., who I'm sure is going to get this one out and, and learn from this performance. And then you look into the middle of this and, and you saw, you know, Yellow Froholt, who's been so solid throughout the season, but the bad snap that was crushing yesterday. You yeah. know, they, they get a big first down. And then he, he snaps the ball basically over Joshua Dobbs' head and completely pulls the momentum out of the offense, his sails. And I thought he had a performance that, you know, you really wanted to see something better from. And then, yeah, Victor, I've got Michael Wilson on, on my trending down list because I look at three weeks of very little production from the third-round pick that, you know, coming off that huge breakout performance in San Francisco where he had a two-touchdown day, since then he's got seven catches for 107 yards. That's just not getting it done. And, you know, I think, you know, really, really good receivers will force the issue. And I'm, I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of issues coming from the trigger guy and the quarterback and Joshua Dobbs here. But, you know, and, and you're seeing like Hollywood Brown, he suffers from that as well. But, you know, I, I think we need to see more from from Michael Wilson uh, to kind of change the direction that he's trending. I'm not saying like these guys are trending down and they're lost for the season. Like I'm very confident that Paris Johnson Jr. is going to bounce back. Will Hernandez is going to bounce back and Yelda Frodo is going to bounce back. And so will Michael Wilson. I just think, you know, if you're talking about which you had that, if you, if you press me on it and say, Hey, what direction is Michael Wilson going? He's trending down after he was trending up, 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 up and up. And then it's gone down the last couple of weeks. KR Gordon. How do you, neither of you have Dobbs on your trending down. I mean, like he's been on there kicking a dead horse. Yeah. He's been on there the last couple of weeks. Um, I agree with uh, Hanshad first. I Michael Wilson, like he's got good speed, but like I think they just need to throw him the football because most of the time he catches the football when yeah. it, when it comes his way and he's open even when it doesn't seem like he's open. Hence, like jump balls and and contested catches against San Francisco. I'm gonna put that a little bit on on Joshua Dobbs and, and Drew Petsing. Like Hollywood's open because Hollywood's hella fast, but like to me, it's like let Michael Wilson make a contested catch. Uh, more often than not. So I, I, this offense to me, it's just like we're, we're, it's kind of the worst reality because we knew that if and when James Conner went down, it was going to be, it's starting. not as bad as a run. It's not as bad as putting the run game on, on my trending down list. Uh, <laughs> the run game is trending down. It's not the same run game without James Conner. I mean, like yesterday's statistics were skewed because your quarterback had a QB keeper in the, in the red zone. Like, come on now. Mm. I don't know. It, Listen, smartass. Let me tell you. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna tell everybody right now. What's trending up for me is my friends at Circle K, America's Thirst Stop. Join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. I hit up Circle K yesterday. Paid not a premium price for premium gas. Went inside, got myself a fountain cold, ice cold Polar Pop. Buy one, get one free as a member of the Circle K. Exclusive, but not exclusive for you here through PHNX. Check out the show notes. Sign up. Visit CircleK.com. For more details, it's like beautiful fall weather coming. I'm going to do some hiking with my family and go out to all the fall festivals. I'm going to be traveling all throughout the great state of Arizona. And I'm not going to do it with an empty tank because I'm going to be loading up, fueling up with my friends at Circle K. Snakes still alive, forcing a game seven. 
got to pop over and check out our friends over at PHNX D-backs immediately after we get off air uh, and check out the PHNX locker for all the great deal uh, gear that they got to support the snakes as they continue their push throughout the postseason. up next could be a world series berth for this team. Check out all of our D-backs gear, plus our Cardinals gear in the PHNX locker, phnxlocker.com. Also become a diehard, get full Access to gophnx.com, all those great articles that Jesse Freeman is churning out about the Diamondbacks, Howard Balzer's churning out about the Cardinals, Gerald Borgay's getting you ready for the sun season that tips in about 24 hours, and Craig Morgan's taking you up on the upstart. Phoenix or Arizona Coyotes, check it all out. Gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. It's been a fun, fun day breaking down this team. When Kyler Murray could debut, Eris, how much longer is Connor out? He's out the next two weeks, at least on IR but he should be ready to return against Atlanta when a certain franchise quarterback could be ready to return. It's funny how that works out, right? Uh, everybody do us a favor, like this video. Let's get it to 150 plus likes here to kick off a Monday banner Monday. You 153 know people in here. There's no excuse. Get it. You know, you hit the like button. We get there immediately. Wow. That was very aggressive. Brian Balding joins <laughs> the show tomorrow at 4:30. Baldy breakdowns. What did he see from the defense that seemingly is looking to take a step forward? In the meantime, like this video, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube, pop over. Diamondbacks is about to go live. Congrats to the Snakes. Congrats to all of you helping us out, making us your number one digital sports company in all the Phoenix land. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.